So we're going to pick back up here at uh, <clears throat> in Second uh, Chronicles. And we remember we looked at uh, the last thing that uh, King Jehoshaphat ran into was this big army was come after him, and this is where we most of the time you have heard this Sunday school story. That's what they call this, you know, just history. Oh, uh, you won't need to fight. The Lord will fight for you. Well, that's the story of the whole Bible. The whole Bible's that. And Jehoshaphat was just smart enough to do what his uh, uh, daddy had done. His daddy was Asa. If you back up a little bit, we'll go ahead and we're only five into this or six. We'll count them. King Saul was the first. Five, this is 500 years after Moses. You know, after they got in the promised land, they lost it all. Samson, remember that? And Jephthah and all those Gideon. Then they... And then all of a sudden, it was First and Second Samuel. First Samuel was when Samuel shows up on the scene. Little Samuel, he's in the temple. His mama gave him to the priest, you know, because the Lord gave her little Samuel. Samuel means what? Asked of God. Okay. Anyway, Samuel was the one that brought, he actually anointed King Saul. The people wanted a king. So Israel now has a king. Okay. And it was King Saul. And then, of course, then David kills Goliath. Who's this little boy? You know, whatever, young lad. So... King Saul makes David, even though he's such a young guy, he makes him commander of all his troops. And boy, they beat the daylights out of the Philistines. So they pushed everybody back out of the promised land, and they were doing great. Saul goes belly up. He doesn't listen to the Lord. Remember that scripture we heard? It says to obey is better than sacrifice, and also disobedience is like the sin of what? Witchcraft. That's what Samuel told Saul. Okay? All right. But anyway, so then Saul dies, and you got David. And we've got a lot of details about David. Why do we have that? Because he trusted the Lord. You can see time and time and time and time. He wrote most of the Psalms. And now you can understand why he said what he did in the 23rd Psalm and all these other wonderful Psalms. Right after David was Solomon. It's going to be hard to say Solomon never existed. It's going to be hard to say David never existed. We got statues of him nude. I mean, I mean, come on. Michelangelo had a picture of it with no arms or whatever, you know. And, he, and it, David, it's just history, okay? Solomon's history. We can't just say, oh, well, it never happened. Okay, well, when did Solomon have any kids? Well, you figure it out. He had a thousand wives, <laughs> so whatever. So you got uh, Saul, and then you got David, and then you got Solomon, and then you got uh, Rehoboam. Nah, it's because I practice. I know what these are. I read the history so much. And then after Rehoboam was Abijah, who was his name, and then there was Asa, and then, boom, there was Jehoshaphat. Okay, now, we're going to go to the bottom of Second Chronicles chapter 20. This is about 1,500 years after Moses, okay? So, here we, here we go. Probably somewhere about 1,000 years before Jesus is where we're at. Somewhere in there. Okay, but at the close, verse 35... But at the close of his life, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went to partnership with Ahaziah, the king of Israel. Remember, the SEC is divided. They're all together. Let's just say they're all Abraham's kids, all these teams, Mississippi, Texas, you know, uh, uh, whatever, A&M and all the SEC, Georgia and South Carolina. Okay, but remember, by the time Solomon died, they divided it up. There was only two teams. We'll just say Alabama-Auburn. The rest of the SEC was acting like dog poo-poo. They were worshiping a doggone cow, Okay. But King Jehoshaphat was over Auburn and Alabama. In other words, it was Judah and Benjamin. Two sons of, of uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Two sons of Jacob. They're just clans. Okay, anyway. So anyway, when he passed on with Ahaziah, king of Israel, that's why sometimes if you didn't know this, you'd be like, wait, whoa, 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 I thought, I thought Jehoshaphat was king. He was king of two tribes over here. He's actually the descendant of David. 
These guys got hot-headed and they go, we're not going to have no son of David be over us. Anyway, look at this. Who was a very wicked man. This guy was. Anyway, they made, remember this guy's okay. He's a good guy. But the only problem is this king, even though he's, really, he's been really good and you've got the history on him, he keeps wanting to help out his brother over here who worships idols, throws their kids to the fire. They made ships in Azon Geber to sail to Tarshish when Eliezer, the son of Dovavon or whatever from Marshish prophesied against Jehoshaphat. Look at the history we got here. Now, this guy didn't make this up. The Lord spoke to him and said, go tell Jehoshaphat. He's blowing it again here. Okay. He said, because you've allied yourself with King Ahaziah, what do we know about King Ahaziah? Very wicked man. And you know, we have to watch it in our lives too. It's not who am I hanging around with, and it's not like, well, I want to be with You're never going to tell people about Jesus if you don't be with these people. But you know what he's talking about. Close associates that are just making you like them. That's different. That's different. Okay, anyway. He said, because you did this, the Lord destroyed your works. Uh, now, let's back up a second. Wait a minute. Well, now, Lord, I'm not doing that. Well, guess what? And you've got scripture after scripture. The Lord will not have your works destroyed. It's, not, it's totally the other way around. Anyway. So the ships met disaster and never made it to Tarshish. Okay, so here we go. What happens next? Well, remember, this is chronicles. This is history. These are these kings. So let's see who the next guy is. When Jehoshaphat died, he was buried in the cemetery of the kings. See, this is going to be hard to uproot. Well, the Bible's a myth. Man, this mythical writer, he's really got some sewing to do to get all these webs right. No problem if it's history. And as you read the Bible, you can figure it out of yourself. One writer didn't come up with this. I have no idea who wrote Chronicles. You know, it wasn't Moses. Moses got credit for Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Whatever. Here we go. Well, when he died, he was buried in the cemetery of the kings in Jerusalem. And his son Jehoram became the new ruler. I like to think whore, because he was horrible, okay? Not a woman, but I'm just saying it's Jehorable, okay? Whatever. Watch what happened. His brothers, the sons of Jehoshaphat, were, look at these names. We'll just say it was Aaron and Jethro and Zach and Andy and Michael and Shephtiah. Their father each gave each of them valuable gifts, money, jewels, and ownership to some of the fortified cities. Remember, who was their dad? Jehoshaphat. Wow. Uh, he gave the kingship over to Jehoram because he was the oldest. But remember, he was Jehorable. Horrible. What happened? But when Jehoram became solidly established at king, as king, look what he did. He killed all his brothers. Now, if you trust the Lord, why would you worry? I just think my brother's gone. Jesus, would you help me? You know, I, I'm worried he's going to try to assassinate me. Well, see, you'd have done that. No, he just went the other way. I'll have him killed. When he was 32 years old, he began to reign. So now we got a time frame. And he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. So about, about, he was about 40. But he was, look at this, he was as wicked as the kings who were over in where? Israel. Remember the other part of the SEC? They were all Abraham's kids. Look at that. Yes, as wicked as, oh man, Ahab. That's the reason, you know, you got uh, Ray Stevens singing songs about Ahab the Arab. You know, whatever. They know where all these names come from. Anyway, for Jehoram, here's what he did. He married one of the daughters of Ahab. Well, you got to help my daddy out because we ain't going to bed together tonight. So you know how that goes. So now he's in bed with his father-in-law who's Ahab. And his whole lifetime was one of constant binge doing evil. Now, is that you? Now, you need to expect trouble if that's you. 
Man, I tell you, you and I as Christians in the Bible Belt, we, we just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes we'll just condemn ourselves. Oh, I don't know if Jesus will help me today. Probably that's why my car's not working good. Please. Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And what's the next thing? And forgive us our trespasses. We feel like sometimes, oh man, I should have just not have. Quit that. You have a sacrifice every day. The Old Testament would have taught you, you have a sacrifice all the time. Don't worry about it being a license to sin. You're going to blow it. If it's not for Jesus, helping you is the only way you can keep from sinning in the first place. Anyway, at that time, the king of Edom revolted. All right, declaring his independence. Uh, oh, hang on, I'll skip this. However, the Lord was unwilling to end the dynasty of David, for he made a covenant with David always to have one of his descendants on the throne. Remember that? A few chapters ahead of this? Yeah. At that time, the king of Edom revolted, declaring his independence from Judah. Let's just say that's Russia. Russia's coming. Hey, we're, we're, we want out. Jehoram, uh, you know, what's interesting, let's don't miss it. They were having to pay taxes. Man, wow. The Lord, you're the head, not the tail. You're above and not beneath, if we trust the Lord. Anyway, Jehoram said, well, by golly, I'm going to take my troops and go get you. So he attacked him with his full army and all his chariots, marching by night, and almost managed to subdue him. But to this day, Edom has not been successful in throwing off the yoke of Judah. Wow. Now, that's a historical note. Whenever this was written to this day. Okay. All right, here we go. Libna revolted, too, because Jehoram, look at this, turned away from the Lord God of his fathers. Now, is that what we do when we make a mistake? No. We just make a mistake, but we ne- I never get up and go, well, you know, I, I like the sun god today. Pretty fun. No, I'm counting on Jesus. So here's what happened. What's more, Jehoram constructed idol shrines in the mountains of Judah and led the people of Jerusalem into worshiping idols. Look at that. He compelled his people to worship idols. Hey, I know this guy. Yeah, you do, don't you? Guess what? He showed up with Moses while Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. What are we going to do with that? Then Elijah, the prophet, wrote him a letter. They didn't have no pens back in those days. Everybody was hillbillies. They had smoke signals. They got records. David had historians. He had a secretary. Anyway. Then Elijah the prophet wrote a letter. The Lord God of your ancestor David says that you have not followed the good ways of your father Jehoshaphat, nor the good ways of your of, of King uh, Asa, King Asa, which would be his granddaddy. All this was made up, so he just made up those names. No, he didn't. We have records of Joshua, Jehoshaphat, and King Asa. But you have been look at this. You have been as evil as the kings over in Israel, who have made the people. I think it says worship cows or whatever. We'll say maybe it's just worship idols. Yeah. Uh, and uh, made the people of Jerusalem and Judah uh, worship idols just as in the times of King Ahab. And because, look at this. And because you killed your brothers who were better than you, now the Lord will destroy your nation with a great plague. You and your children, your wives, and all that you have will be struck down. You will be... We'll see what's happening. Okay. Uh, strict, look at that. Stricken with an intestinal disease and your bowels will rot away. Now let's hold up a minute here. Wait a minute. I know good Christians that are having trouble right here with some of this stuff. We're worried about it. You get that little, you have that checkup or whatever, you know. You shouldn't worry, praise the Lord. We're not worshiping other gods. 
Wonder what the Lord would do with our insides. You're going to be fine. Then the Lord stirred up the Philistines and the Arabs living next to the Ethiopians to attack Jehoram. They marched against Judah, broke down across the border, and crossed the, bo across the border, carried away everything of value in the king's palace, including his sons, his wives, his oldest, uh, only his youngest son, Jehoahaz, escaped. You can read this. Moses said that was going to happen. The day you turn against the Lord, you can forget it. Your wives will be slept with by other people and all this kind of terrible thing. So it just... Anyway, it was after this that Jehovah struck him down with an incurable bowel disease. In the process of time, at the end of two years, his intestines came out. I mean, his mythical writer could have left that out. You'll just say he died. Or it's history. He died in terrible suffering. The customary pomp and ceremony was omitted at his funeral. I think the people probably figured out, this clown didn't help us. He was 32 years old when he began to reign. He reigned in Jerusalem. We already read this. Uh, just said it. Eight years and died unmourned. He was buried in Jerusalem, uh, but not in the royal cemetery. Hmm. Boy, they, they didn't like him in that club, did they? Let's see what happens next. Watch this. Then the people of Jerusalem chose Ahazai. Or Ahaziah. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll take a note right there. It's really Jehoahash. It, it, it goes by two names. You'll see this. Let's hit that note right there. Jehoahash. His youngest son as their new king. For the marauding bands of Arabs had killed his older sons. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign. He reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, granddaughter of Omri. Now this is going to be important. His mom. He, was, he, he too also walked in the evil ways of Ahab, for his mother encouraged him to do it wrong. Yes, he was as evil as Ahab again, for Ahab's family became his advisors. Good grief! See how polluted? Let's say Alabama, Auburn, we're the good guys, and all of a sudden we're letting Georgia and Mississippi and whatever else run our football teams? Whoa! Forget the national championships, it ain't going to happen. Well, that's right. See, Ahab, the bad guy, was, was filtering through. They led him to ruin. Following their evil advice, Ahaziah made an alliance. Here we go again. Now that guy is no longer Ahab, it's Jehoram. This is on the other side, Israel. Who was, okay, uh, he made an alliance with King Jehoram of Israel, who was at war with King Haziah of Syria. Notice how they're still fighting today, right? Okay. At Ramoth Gilead. Open up a map, you'll find that place. Ahaziah led his army to join, the, to join the battle. King Jehoram of Israel was wounded. He returned to Jezreel to recover. Ahaziah went to visit him. Uh-oh, this turned out to be a fatal mistake. For God had decided to punish Ahaziah for his alliance with Jehoram. It was during this visit that Ahaziah went out with Jehoram to challenge Jehu, son of Nimshi. You know, we might as well have their driver's license number. We got the history on them. All right. Whom the Lord had appointed to end the dynasty of Ahab. While Jehu was hunting down and killing the family and friends of Ahab, he met Ahaziah's nephews, the princes of Judah, and killed him. Boy, he got them. As he was returning, as, as he and his men were searching for Ahaziah, remember this is, the, this is the descendant of David who is gone bozo, leading the people into ruin just like his brother did, I mean his dad did previously. They found him hiding in the city of Samaria, brought him to Jehu who killed him. Even so, Ahaziah was given, well, he got a royal burial because he was the grandson of Jehoshaphat, who was a good guy, wasn't he? A man who enthusiastically served the Lord. Who did? Jehoshaphat. We just saw three chapters of him. None of his sons, however, except Joash, lived to succeed him as king. Now this is interesting. Remember we just saw Athaliah, who was this guy's mother. And she was evil. Here it is again. 
except Joash lived to succeed him as king. For their grandmother, Athaliah, what a bozo. Now, now you got to understand why she's a bozo. She's working for the rest of the SEC. She's working for Mississippi, Tennessee, and whatever. Okay, you know, so to say. She killed them when she heard the news of Ahaziah's death, which makes her what? Shall we say Speaker of the House is the only one left? So now we got Pelosi's president. That ain't going to happen. Okay. Watch what happened. Joash, remember what we just found out? Jo- Joash didn't get killed, and he's just a baby. Joash was rescued by his aunt Jehoshaphat, who was King Ahaziah's sister. In other words, she was the daughter of who? Jehoshaphat. She knew better, like my kids knew better. They saw their daddy all their life. Wait a minute, I think I'll go the Lord's route. She hid him in the temple, in a room of the temple. She was the daughter of King Jehoram. Actually, her granddaddy would have been Jehoshaphat. The wife of Jehoiada the priest. Jesus mentioned that guy. Hmm. So she is, look who she is. She's wife of the high priest. Joash remained hidden in the temple for six years while this goober, Athalia, reigned as queen. She cared for him by his nurse and led, I mean, uh, and by his aunt and uncle. Here comes, look what happens. Now remember, he's a descendant. He's, he's David's great, 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 great grandson. Here we go. Look what happens. In the seventh year, so she's been reigning for seven years, Queen Athalia, Jehoiada the priest got up his courage. Now let's don't miss that. You know, sometimes you do have to say, it's Jesus, you're going to have to help me here. That's what he did. That's the reason they stuck it in there. He took some of the army officers in his confidence. Now, don't you know he had prayed? Lord, we need to get this thing on the road. Joash is getting bigger, and the nation's going the wrong way. And he called in some of the... You know, that's why these people like Patton and stuff like that. And even... Actually, I work with colonels and stuff, and they'll say, Richard, let's pray. I'm like, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, Praise God. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, here they are, these officers. Azariah, son of Jehoram. Ishmael, son of Jehonanan. Azariah, son of Obed. These guys, these guys, these guys. Okay. These men traveled across the nation secretly to tell the Levites. Who are the Levites? The ones that run the tabernacle. Okay. And the clan leaders about his plan to summon them to Jerusalem. On arrival, they swore allegiance to the young king, seven-year-old or eight-year-old, who was still hiding. This is such a cool story. Watch this. All right, here's what they did. He was hiding in the temple. At last, the time has come for the king's son to reign, Jehoiada exclaimed. Look at that. Yeah, but it never happened. It did. They knew the history. They're, They're going back through it. The Lord promised that a descendant of King David shall be our king or will be true again. This is how we'll proceed. A 30-year priest and Levites who come off duty on the Sabbath, you're going to stay back as guards. A third will go over to the palace. That's where the queen is, okay? And a third will be at the lower gate. Everyone else must stay in the outer courts of the temple as required by God's law. See, they knew you can't go into the holy place. Nobody going there. For only the priest and the Levites on duty, see, there it is, may enter the temple itself, for they are, what? They're sanctified. Okay. You Levites, here we go, form a bodyguard around the king. Look at that. Well, it can't be no weapons. Oh, please. Jesus is coming back with a sword. Oh, he has to rewrite that because we want to be politically correct in heaven. You know. No, it, mm, it's going to hit the fan when he comes back. He's coming back. 
won't be no fight because he's going to wipe them out. But he's got his sword drawn. Anyway, weapons in hand. Look at that. Kill any unauthorized person entering the temple. Stay right beside the king. Praise God. You know, Jesus has got angels encamped about you the same way. Okay, anyway, so all the arrangements were made. Each of the three leaders led a third of the priest uh, arriving for duty that Sabbath and a third of, of whose week was done and were going off duty for Jehoiada the priest didn't release them to go home. Then Jehoiada issued spears and shields to all of the army officers. They once belonged to King David. They were stored in the temple. These officers fully armed, boy, they formed a circle. Man, they were ready to go. Old Queenie's fixing to get it. Watch this. They formed a line from one side to the other in front of the temple, around the altar of the court. Then they brought out the little prince, placed the crown on his head. Look at this. And that's what Moses said, do. When you get a king, you give him a copy of... Actually, he told... He said, you make the king handwrite another copy. You get it when you do that. Anyway. And proclaim him as king. A great... Here goes. The volume got turned up. The alarm went out. Radios went off. A great shout went up. Long live the king as Jehoiada and his sons anointed him. Uh-oh. This woke old Queenie up, didn't she? When Queen Athalia heard all the noise and the commotion, shouts of praise to the king, she rushed over to the temple to see what was going on. And there stood the king by his pillar at entrance with the army officers, trumpeteers surrounding him, all people from all over the land rejoicing, blowing trumpets, the singers singing. Man, this was not like... Y'all hum a few bars. Man, this place was blown up. And an orchestra leading the people in a great psalm of praise. Well, she ripped her clothes and screamed, treason, treason. Well, why didn't you think about that when you killed your sons, bozo? Take her out and kill her. <gasps> Can't do none of that. That's not Christian-like. Oh, really? Oh, really? That is too. Look at this. Take her out and kill her. Jehoiada the priest shouted to the army officers, don't do it here. And kill anyone else who tries to help her. So the crowd opened up for them to take her out and they killed her at the stable, the palace stables. Then Jehoiada made a, look at this. So what do we get out of this? I don't know. I don't have time for the Lord. Yeah, we do. We're on script. Get your coffee out, drink your Bible. Drink your Bible. Yeah, really. Drink your coffee and read your Bible whenever, wherever you can. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Then Jehoiada, I remember he's high priest, he made a solemn contract that he and the king and the people would be the Lord's. Good. And the people rushed over to the temple of Baal. What's that? How stupid in Israel would you have a devil temple right next door? There was. That's the reason these kings were losers. Athalia, the queen, was probably roasting everybody else's kids every day. They rushed over to the temple of Baal. They knocked it down. They broke the altars, knocked down the idols, and they killed Matin, the priest of Baal, before his altar. Good deal. Jehoiada now appointed the Levite priest as guards and to sacrifice the burnt offering to the Lord as prescribed in the law of Moses. He made the identical assignments that his granddaddy did. Uh, for the Levites, they sang, us, they sang with joy as they worked. No, we can't do that. Christianity is terrible. Christianity is long-faced and... We're on the wrong track if that's what's going on. Mm -mm. How do you count it all joy when you fall into problems? If you're already, the Lord wants you to be sad to begin with. Doesn't it turn you on to watch a little kid? I mean, just a kid just learned how to walk, and all of a sudden he's doing it. He's just laughing, you know, little toddler. He's just dancing. I can't have no dancing now. We're not doing that. A little kid will brighten your day. 
And the Bible says, unless we become as children, we ain't getting in. All right. So anyway, the temple, the guards at the temple gate kept out everything that was not consecrated and all unauthorized personnel. Now you know why you got gate people there. They're like, you, you can't go in there. Oh yeah, but I, you don't say no to me. That's not being politically correct. You're, you're racist. You're not getting in there. You're not going in. Well, what do I do? Go talk to the priest over there and you bring a lamb. Well, I don't want to. Well, then you just stay out there and you're not going to get blessed then. So see, there was a structure for a reason. And there's only one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes in but by me is what Jesus said. There ain't even but one way. You can't make up your own religion. Oh, you can do it if you want to. Whatever. We'll be nice to you. It's just not going to work. Anyway, then the army officers, nobles, governors, and all the people escorted the king from the temple. This is like within 20 minutes. Whatever. Uh, wind, uh, wending their way from the upper gate uh, to the palace and seated the king upon his throne. Wow. Well, what happened then? Well, so far so good. Look at this. So all the people of the land rejoiced and the city was quiet and peaceful because the queen kicked a bucket. Let's stop right here, but let's see what happens real quick. Joash was seven years old when he became king. He reigned 40 years. So, man, he's almost 50 when he passed away. His mother's name was Zibiah from Beersheba. Look at this. Joash tried hard to please the Lord. Wait a minute. All during the lifetime of, uh-oh, why wasn't it his lifetime? Well, he's going to make some mistakes. Jehoiada arranged two marriages for him. What a stupid priest. He's like First Baptist Church down here. And First Baptist pastor, I know him, a friend of mine. And he, he does double ceremonies for one guy. <laughs> you know. I ain't reading the Bible anymore. Can't have only one woman. Well, what are we going to do this one? It doesn't mean anything. We keep going. Later on, Joash decided, to, this is good stuff. Joash decided to repair the condition of the temple. He summoned the priest and the Levites and gave them these instructions. Now, he's getting pretty smart. He's going, hey, why does the house look so bad? Well, it's because your daddies let it get raided by the bad guys. Go to all the cities of Judah and collect offerings for the building fund so that we can maintain the temple in good repair. Now get it done right away. Don't delay. But the Levites took their time. So the king called for Jehordah. Hey, buddy, you work for me. Asked him, hey, why haven't you get this, this demanded that the Levites go out and collect the temple taxes from the cities of Judah and from Jerusalem? The tax law enacted by Moses, the servant of the law, must be enforced. That the temple, now what's he talking about there? Well, the Lord told them. You can go back and read it and... Oh, it's Deuteronomy. No, it's in Numbers. Numbers of Deuteronomy, praise the Lord. I mean, the tithe is, is, was not meant to kill us. Praise the Lord. The tithe was a good thing. Anyway. The file, okay, let's see where we left off. The tax was enacted by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and must be enforced so that the temple can be repaired. The followers of wicked Athaliah had ravaged the temple. Yeah, they did. And everything dedicated to worship of God had been removed to the temple of was in the other place. Good grief. So now the king instructed that a chest be made and set outside the temple gate. Then a proclamation was sent to all the cities of Judah and throughout Jerusalem telling the people to bring the Lord's, the tax that Moses the servant of God had assessed upon. Okay. Alright. Uh, and let's see what happened. And the leaders of the people, they were glad and they brought the money and they placed it in the chest until it was full. Wow. Then the Levites carried the chest to the king's accounting office 
we're the recording secretary and the makeup people and the people who this stuff never happened. No, it did happen. Praise the Lord. The high priest counted the money, took the chest back to the temple again. This went on day after day, and the money continued to pour in. The king and Jehoiada, now wait for, you know, yeah, think for a minute. He didn't say and the people were doggone broke, you know, and they were, no, they weren't. God loves a cheerful giver. If you give, you get a hundredfold. It, it's just amazing heavenly math. I'll never quit, praise the Lord. I mean, I, I even heard Phil say one day, Phil was trying to tell somebody he was talking to about Jesus, how do you do this? And he said, well, every dollar I get, I give 10 cents back. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, you start doing that. Now, I mean, don't even do it here if you think it's about me. It's not. Go give your money to the homeless or whatever. You watch what happens. The king and Jehoiada gave the money to the building superintendents who hired masons, carpenters, and restored the temple and foundry men who made articles of iron and brass. So the work went forward, and finally the temple's in much better condition than before. Wonder where all the corruption is. And it ain't there. It's not there. When all was finished, look at that, the remaining money was brought to the king in Jehoiada, and it was agreed to use it for making the gold silver spoons and bowls for incense, or used for incense, and making the instruments used for sacrifices and offerings. Burnt offerings were sacrificed continually. Look at the phrase. Just during the guy that helped him out's time. Uh-oh, what's going to happen? Well, you know. He lived to be a very old age. Now that's the Jehoiada. Look at that number. Richard, please. Wait a minute. Genesis chapter 1. God specifically said on day 4, when the sun and the moon and the stars were created, it'll be for, it'll be for, that's me, it's you. Day, it'll be for times and seasons, years and whatever. Here we go. So Jehoiada died at 130. Now wait a minute. Wait, is there anything we could do with what him and his wife had done? Yeah. Didn't he want to serve the Lord? Prepare to live a long time if you want to serve the Lord. And we are. Honor your father and mother. Be well with you and you live long on the earth. If you respect that, not even if you've sashed your mom and dad, it's not over with. The Lord's your sacrifice. He took care of that. So don't worry about that. Don't let that thing beat you up. But if your mom and daddy is still living and you're... <laughs> you are straighten up. You know what I mean? Respect the Lord. Okay. Anyway, he was buried in the city of David. This is not the king. This is Jehoiada. Look where they put Billy Graham. Remember where they put him? In the Redunda, the White House. Billy Graham? Yeah. That's where he's buried. So that's what they did here. He was buried in the city of David among the kings. What an honor. Because he had done so much good for Israel, for God, and for the temple. But after his death, the leaders of Judah came to King Joash and induced him. Oh my gosh. That's why you have to watch who your pushy friends are. Now, you want to tell your friends about Jesus, but watch out for your pushy ones that are changing your life, saying, hey, you, don't, you, don't really, you, don't, you don't read your Bible, do you? Oh, come on. See, it's not about the nightclubs. It's not about the other stuff. It's not about all. It's what are you doing with the Lord? Hmm. We have it ironed out. Well, I don't run around with women that smoke. You probably need to run around with women that smoke. That's not it. The women that smoke are probably reading their Bibles. That's not the problem. The problem is something else. Okay. So what happened? Ah. Uh, so to abandon the temple of God and of their ancestors and to worship shame idols instead. Good grief. But here it comes. So the wrath of God came upon Judah and Jerusalem again. Remember, Moses had the Levites camp around the tabernacle so that the wrath of God wouldn't get them. 
And now they're going, ah, you Levites can go home. It's all right. That's just make-believe. Boom, here it comes. God sent prophets to bring them back to the Lord, but the people wouldn't listen. Now, what does this mean right here? If you go look, listen, we've been reading history here. We've got Genesis all the way through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then you've got Joshua, Judges, Ruth. And then you've got uh, still history, Nehemiah. We've got Ezra. Nehemiah, Ezra, and what's the girl's name? The book, whatever, whatever that book. Na- not Naomi. I-, I forgot it last time. But anyway, then it's Psalms. Right after Psalms is Proverbs. And right after Proverbs is all of a sudden you get into these list of, pro- list of prophets. You'll see it. Go read one. It's be like Zechariah. Zechariah in the days of Jehoram the king. Ah, now you know what he was saying. God sent that prophet to them, but they wouldn't listen. If you go read it, you'll go, I read that story. Yep, 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 yep. When Jehoiada passed away, oh, Jeho- Jehoram here, or whatever his name, Joash, he decided not to serve the Lord. Well, there's one of them right there. Zechariah. There he is. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Zechariah, Jehoiada's son, he called the meeting of, the, of all the people standing before them on a platform and said, hey, God wants you to know why you're disobeying it. No, he wants to know, hey, why are you disobeying it? For when you do, everything you try fails. Wait a minute, this is juicy for us. I'm serving the Lord. Everything you do is not going to fail. Praise the Lord. Anyway, you forsaken the Lord, he's going to forsake you. Remember, he's a jealous God. Man, he is, buddy. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Remember, I've already quoted it. John 14, verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes in the Father but by me. Well, now look what happened. The leaders then said, well, you bozo, we're going to kill you. So they plotted to kill him. And finally, King Joash ordered him executed. What happened to good little King Joash? We just read it. He dumped Jesus, didn't he? That's how Joash repaid Jehoiada for his love and loyalty. Had his own son killed. Well, there he is, by killing his son. Zechariah's last words as he died were, Lord, see what they're doing and pay them back. Well, that's not very Christian-like. Well, no way. You don't just roll over and take it. What if Jesus wanted to do that? Well, they're just mad at me. I think, Lord, it'd be better if, when I die in the garden, if, if it be thy will, you know, you know, let this cup pass. Well, I'll tell you what, it'd it probably be better if I don't rise from the dead. I'm... He, he did rise from the dead. He's king of kings and lord of lords. And they can just eat it. So boy, he said, hey, get him, Lord. And of course he did. A few months later, time frame, time frame, the Syrian army arrived and conquered Judah. No wonder. Yeah. Killing all the leaders of the nation, sending them back uh, great quantities of booty, to the king of Damascus. Do you see how the money goes and stuff? It kind of you get money, you lose money. I mean, today in the Bible Belt, we think, well, it's just it's the economy or whatever. No, you serve Jesus. I don't care what's going on. Your wallet's going to be over full. It's going to be running over. Anyway, it was a great triumph for the look at that the tiny Syrian army. But the Lord let the great army of Judah be conquered. See, that's what was behind it, because they had forsaken the Lord God of their ancestors. He told them that thousand years ahead of this. In that way, God executed judgment upon Joash. Remember, the Lord spoke to Solomon when he prayed. He said, oh, thank you that you're going to make me the king and you're going to help me. And the, and the Lord told him, he says, yeah, as long as your sons serve me. And if they don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to get them back in line. Here we go. When the Syrians left, leaving Joash, uh, oh, anyway, in that way, oh, yeah, uh, leaving Joash severely wounded, his own officials decided to kill him for murdering, look at that. They decided to fight back. 
They're like, you know what? You loser. Why did you kill our great high priest's son? Boy, they took him out. They assassinated him, laid him in a bed, buried him in the city of David, but not in the cemetery of the kings. The fraternity kind of won that war, didn't they? The conspirators was Zabab, the mother of Shemia, a woman from Ammon. Okay. That means she was a descendant of Lot, wasn't she? And Jezobab, whose mother was, anyway, she was from Moab. If you want to read about, look at this, we're going to stop right here. If you want to read about the sons of Joash and the curses laid upon Joash and about the restoration of the temple, see, look at that. That's probably 1 Kings and 2 Kings. When, when Joash died, his son Amaziah became the new king. And we'll pick up from there uh, next, next time. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, we know you'll take care of that. I'm not going to worry about our health, even though it bothers us sometimes. We trust you. You made our bodies. You fix them. Same thing's true financially. You're the one that, obviously, the money comes in because of you. We just give you the thanks. You take care of us financially. And if it's not that, it's not something else. It's just something that's on our heart. Lord, we just know you'll fix that. What problem could there be that you couldn't fix? And so, Father, we just thank you that we're going to tell other people what you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When you, when you get going here, when we run out, that's when King Jesus is here. And that's the end of the kings right there.